This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, welcome back to The Lake Show here News Talk 830-WCCO. We take great pride here in Minnesota as being a state that can be great host to all kinds of events. And I believe that that is true. Um, this is true because we have some people that do tremendous work in making us a destination for world-class events. And leading the way is Minnesota Sports and Events and the president of Minnesota Sports and Events, Wendy Blackshaw. She joins us now, courtesy of the John Schuster Coa Banker Hotline. Wendy, thank you so much for being on the Lake Show tonight. Thank you for having me, Henry. All right, so the, the Minneapolis Star Tribune they just did an article on you and your organization talking about the need to gain financial support from the state of Minnesota. And I think that there are many people out there in the listening audience that are maybe a little bit confused by this because they don't understand that times are changing with regards to trying to attract um, different events all across uh, the globe and, and more specifically right here uh, throughout the country. Uh, let my listening audience kind of know the difference between maybe five years ago in, in being in this particular moment and scene of trying to attract different events to uh, to Minnesota as opposed to how maybe things are, are, are going now? Yeah, that's a great question, Henry. And I think there's a couple things. First of all, we weren't really on the map as much before the Super Bowl. So we were bidding on these mega sporting events, but we weren't winning the right to host that often. Um, the other thing that, that, that happened is that w- so, as a result, a lot of corporations were supporting us when we did win the, the, the right to host these events. So during Super Bowl, we raised over $60 million because we had to raise the money to pay for the event. And, and I do want to make a note, when, when I say pay for the event, we're paying for costs and expenses that are here in our markets. And the money all stays here. It's for operations. It's for public safety. It's for venues. It's, it's for all of those things that you have to pay for in order to, to host these events. And we were able to raise that money for Super Bowl with corporate sponsorship. But then we had Men's Final Four, and that was only a year later. And I know Men's Final Four had a very difficult time raising money because we had just gone to these corporations and asked them for a significant amount. And then we won the right to host Women's Final Four because now after Super Bowl, we are seen as really a great market. We do great ancillary events. We do a lot of things really well. So now these event organizers want to bring their events here. And Women's Final Four, we knew we were going to have to raise somewhere in the neighborhood of $4 million. And then the pandemic hit. 
And that was mm. the big game changer because what happened then, everything shut down for six months and, and we needed to raise money for women's final four and forget, you know, corporations were worrying about keeping their doors open. They were not worried about, you know, supporting women's final four. But as things got a little bit better, we did start to reach out to corporations and really the reaction was, was kind of like, guys, we can't keep doing it this way. There are all these other cities and states across the country that have a combination of revenue, um, different revenue models, public funding, um, you know, state appropriations. There is no other market that, that pays for these events with 100% corporate funding. And so really it's been the, you know, the pandemic that has caused us to really step back and say, we just can't keep on going to the corporations, but yet, we want to keep having these events because hospitality needs needs help. I mean, there needs to be a resurgence in downtown Minneapolis, in the hotels, in retail, in, in all of the businesses. And these events do that. So it's become difficult. Um, we're hosting Big Ten Women's Basketball next week. And I will tell you that we had a very difficult time raising the money for that event. And it's gotten to the point now where event organizers are really saying, we need to have the money up front before we even give you the right to host the event. And other cities are able to do that. And, and right now we are not. So we have lost out on yeah. quite a few events over the past few few years. Talking to Wendy Blackshaw, president of Minnesota Sports and Events here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. And I'm totally with you, uh, Wendy. You know, the, the model has to change. Like when we talk about the corporate dollars, everybody loves corporate dollars, right? But you have to broaden it out more because that's where we are in 2023. And, look, my philosophy is pretty simple, Wendy. If we want to tout and brag and say that we are world class and that we put on first class events, that the country and the world respects, then we have to step up to the plate. Because like you just mentioned, this is a very competitive business that you are in. I've been in other cities where they tout that they're the best. I know that every time I go to Indianapolis, they say we're the best convention um, city in the United States of America. So it's a very competitive business out there when you're trying to get all of these these things accomplished, right? Right, it, it is. And, and what's happened is, you know, Indianapolis is a great city, but it, it, it's not Minneapolis. And, and frankly, we should not lose events to Indianapolis. We've got Mall of America. We've got an amazing state with so many things to offer. We've got world-class dining and entertainment, and we have so many things. And that's why the Super Bowl, the NFL still thinks that Minnesota was one of the best Super Bowls they ever had, even though the temperature was below zero, because this is an amazing city to to host an event. And what's happened, Henry, is that now we are on that short list of cities. We do get these bids all the time. We are constantly having to respond to bids. But what happens is that everyone's really excited about Minneapolis, and then when they realize we can't pay for it, we can't pay the expenses for the venues, for the public safety, that we're going to have to raise the money through corporate dollars. And all these other cities that don't have what we have to offer, offer, they can pay for those things. We lose the bids. I mean, we just, you know, Men's Final Four was um, 
looking at 2027 through 31, and we were a finalist city, and we lost to Detroit, um, to New Orleans, and to two, two other cities, Houston and someone else. And we shouldn't have lost those. The only reason we did is because we did not have the funding. So, it, you know, mm. it, it's kind of a matter of, at, at this point, if we can't figure out um, some other funding mechanisms, we probably are going to need to stop bidding on these events because it just isn't possible for us to pay for them through corporate sponsorship. Yeah, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it doesn't make any sense to throw your name in the hopper if you know that you just don't have the resources, the finances to really kind of compete with all of the uh, the other uh, cities that are trying to do this. Now, your organization, you just mentioned a couple minutes ago, uh, getting ready to host the Big Ten Women's uh, Basketball Tournament, which starts on March the 1st. Um, but you're also eagerly awaiting what's going to happen with the 2024 Olympic trials for USA Gymnastics. Um, you're also... Um, uh, have hopes on a bid for the 2025-26 World Junior Ice Hockey Championships. So there's a lot that you're still putting out there. And I think that one of the things, an important point that I want to follow up on that you mentioned, and you didn't say it in these terms, but, I'll, but I'll, I'm going to tweak it a little bit, is that there is a trickle-down effect on with, 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 with what happens here in our state and specifically in the Twin Cities because we're putting up brand-new hotels like the Four Seasons. And we have right. other hotels that are actually being like there, there's there's something to that to make sure that though that industry, like you mentioned, the hospitality industry, that the restaurants, there's there's a lot of restaurants that have closed, but there's a lot of restaurants that are opening up. This impacts so many of us, our quality of life. And I love it here. I'm, I'm This is home. This our quality of life. We, we like to tout that as Minnesotans. Right. Wendy? we talk about how we're the biggest and the baddest. But w- would you say that the work that you do is part of enhancing our way of life by bringing so many events to the state? Absolutely. And, you know, a, a great example of that was during Women's Final Four. It was really the first event that we had hosted since the pandemic. And we had a, a whole lineup of free events. I mean, a fan fest, a concert, you know, um, uh, a, everyone got to see Paige Becker's play in, in a practice. I mean, we just, and we publicized it and we filled the stands. We had record breaking crowds because our community loves this stuff. I still have people coming up to me saying, I went to every single concert during Super Bowl. Um, week and you know it was outside in the freezing cold and I've never been so proud of my state we absolutely love this kind of thing and and it would be really unfortunate if we if we weren't able to host these you know you brought up uh, world juniors hockey and you know it's going to cost probably 15 to 20 million dollars to fund that event but that's an event that's not only in St. Paul and and Minneapolis and there will be something out at Mall of America as well. But we will do statewide exhibitions. There will be people coming in from all over, not just the United States, but all over the world. And they will see not just, you know, one stadium, but there will be venues over the course of of two weeks will be nationally televised and internationally televised. And so, you know, the, the economic impact is it's about a 10 to 1 ratio, but the social impact, all of the the reputational impact that we really need, again, to rejuvenate our community, all of that, you can't even put a dollar amount on that. And so it's it would be really sad if we weren't able to continue to have these kind of events. All right, speaking of financial support, um, clearly, you know, we're thinking about um, – 
the legislature and we're thinking about the state and, you know, as a nonprofit, you know, th- hopefully they can some funnel some money or give you some some state uh, grant money that will go towards uh, your organization. H- how do you view like the surplus? Because um, we, we're, we're, we're a little bit blessed in that way here in the state of Minnesota with this massive surplus. Um, how do you think that that potentially dollars could eventually be carved out or maybe help to benefit Minnesota sports and events? You know, and it's a great question. And listen, you know, there are so many really important reasons and and, um, opportunities for that money to go into education, to go into, you know, there's a list. And and so far be it for me to say, well, this, you know, this has got to be at the top of the list because there, there are far more important things than sports. Having said that, $17 $17 billion is a significant amount of money. And I, I just, through my conversations with legislators, there is an agreement that, you know, carving out a very, very small fraction of that really could enhance our way of life. And it could bring these events here. And I think everyone is really, I mean, everyone I've talked to has been extremely supportive of it. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, it, it, it has to go through the proper channels, and hopefully we will be able to get some of that, you know, if not all of the $50 million. Um, it, it, But, you know, again, it's, that's a lot of money, and, um, you know, it, it's easy for us to say, well, of course we should get some. But I understand it's a very complex process. It's not as easy as just writing a check, and, and, and we completely understand that. And I will say, Henry, there will always be opportunities for our corporate community to participate. We're just trying to find other revenue streams in order to bring these events in. Because, we, as I said, we can't continue with just corporate sponsorship. Yep, I totally understand. Uh, that's Wendy Blackshaw, president of Minnesota Sports and Events. Uh, Wendy, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. And I look forward to seeing you at the, uh, the Women's Big Tens Tournament uh, next week. Thank you so much, Henry. Thank you so much, Henry. All right, take care. That's Wendy Blackshaw joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, so we will take a break. We'll do a scoreboard. A scoreboard, that is what is up next here on The Lake Show. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, thanks again to Wendy Blackshaw for joining us. And I'm dead serious. We love it here, right? We talk about how we're so great and we're so awesome. Hey, let's let's stay that way. Let's let's continue to have top notch events here. I want to see a Final Four come back. You know, in the men's game, in the women's game. You know, facilities. We, I mean, we we've, we've got great facilities. Okay. Uh, do I think at some point in time we're going to get a new Target Center or a new building? Yes, I think that I think the Timbers will get a new facility. Um, we just can't keep putting up all these hotels, okay, for a uh, four seasons. Uh, now we got a uh, hotel, was it Indigo, right across the street from WCCO, and yep, right yep. next door to WCCO, Hyatt Centric. Yep. Uh, we've got the Canopy Hotel. We've got the Hewing Hotel. we got a million hotels, okay, Chambers, Hotel Ivy, uh, all this stuff. We got, I mean, I got so many I haven't even named, right, Um you can't keep doing this and touting ourselves as this, this, and this, and this, but then eventually the events kind of trickle down and we don't get them anymore. You know, you, like you, like you need a reason it, for one the of the people one to come. Of, yeah, one of the advantages that sports teams have, specifically in the summertime, is what's the new what's the new trend with sports teams in the summertime? The new trend with sports teams in the summertime is having concerts at outdoor uh, venues. I just saw it today. I didn't even know that she was coming here on a tour, and I want to go. It's Pink. Pink is going to be – she's going to be at Target Field. I'd love to see Pink at Target Field. Oh, you, you didn't know I she was Beyonce. coming? I, I, thought you, I thought you knew no. she was going to be here. No, I didn't know. I saw Beyonce at uh, t- when it was called TCF Bank Stadium years ago. I wasn't even living here. I was in, I was in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and I got invited to, to come to the concert. But my point is is that it's easy for us to attend those type of things, but when we start talking about bigger things, Final Fours and Super Bowls, and you know what I, you know what else I want to be a part of? The NFL Draft at some point. Like, those, those are things that we all want to take part in and enjoy. Let's start trying to figure out how do we get past the other – mechanism of just the corporate sponsors well i I think the i think what you're talking about henry are those multi-day high profile events where people are going to be at the hotels downtown for several days they're going to be you know eating at restaurants several times you know it's these concerts are great because they bring in 60 70 thousand people at a time but then you know some of those people they you know they, they drive in and then they leave. You don't have, uh, you know, some of these people are not staying for an extended period of time. I think those are the events. And, I mean, you know, it's a very tricky situation and a conversation when you talk about that private-public money partnership. 
Well, look, I, I actually, I don't even think it's that difficult now. Because if you start looking at the other states and these other people that are getting bids, they've moved past the corp, just the corporate model. Oh, I, I, so, un- so, I understand that. I understand that. But there's a certain. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, so my point is, is that, is that we have to get our minds out of the past in that way. And that we have to acknowledge that we, if we're trying to, if we're talking about keeping up with the Joneses, then we need to do what we got to do. Yeah, but there are going to be some people, though, Henry, that are never going to be on board. No matter, you can look at it and you can say, no matter how advantageous you can make it look, there are some people who are just going to say, there's no way that I want my money, my tax dollars going to promote a, you know, a a multi-million dollar event because I'm not going to get something out of it. And and I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying that's the right way to look at it, but some people do. And I get, I get that, but this is what I have to say to those to those people, okay? And I totally, we've talked about that sentiment for forever. The bottom line is this. When these sports teams, professional sports teams, start talking about leaving, then what do you say? Are you going to say, yeah, I'm willing to go without the Minnesota Vikings? Are you willing to say, ah, I'm going to go without the Minnesota Timberwolves? Your tune changes then. Some people's tunes. So my point is, is that look at it in that way. If you're going to do whatever it takes to keep a baseball team around, to keep a football team around, to keep whatever team that you love or enjoy around or here, and we start talking about the money and those and those uh, the the tax dollars and all this, then you need to start looking at that through the same lens as us trying to acquire and get. You got to people understand that we put in bids for these events, right? Yep. Yep. All right, so so th- so they need to start acting like it then. It, it, well, again, I I understand. I I'm in agreement with you on that. I I totally agree that you have to be a little more aggressive, and, and you've got to be a little. You know, you, you gotta you really step up with the intensity if you're serious about it. But th- there yep. th- there comes a point with some individuals where it's like, you know what? If we have to spend all of this money to attract another Super Bowl when I'm not interested in football and all it's going to be is a pain in the ass for me because, you know, it's going to be harder for me to get around and it's going to bring in all these people and it's going to make my life inconvenient or the final four or, you know, wh- that's wh- the problem. Wh- whatever but that's, it is. But, but, hold on, that, but, but hold on. That's the knucklehead part of that equation. If you view a Super Bowl or traffic in all that way that is making it harder on your life, you're lost. Like you've you've already lost the battle with that particular point. Like like I can't even help you with that because when you're talking about filling up restaurants, when we're talking about filling up these new hotels, when we're talking about the revenue that comes into the state, if that's your thought process. I don't even need to sit down and have a conversation with you. Uh, because, I, Henry, there are some people that are not going to support anything if it does not uh, affect the, uh, you know, impact them positively. Like, we can look at all of these restaurants and, yeah, I mean, how people would be, you know, the servers and the bartenders and, and the hotels and, and how all of these places w- would gain out of this. But th- there is always going to be, and, and again, I am with you that I think it is a knuckleheaded approach to look at it, but if if I'm not going to get anything out of it, I don't want my money going to millionaires. I don't want my money going to but, billionaires, and, but, and, that, but, and that's but, always going to be a problem. That's always going to be an issue with people. But the, but that but the, what you're saying is is the most. Re- I'm not saying you. 
I'm saying because you're giving that sentiment. It's the most ridiculous, I'm not getting something. What are these people talking about? They're not getting something that this this that's happening is part of your life. The Minnesota Vikings being here is part of your life. The public share of the stadium with U.S. Bank Stadium, the public share of that four hundred and ninety eight million dollars state agreeing to pay. What? How much was it? Three hundred and forty eight with the with the pool tab revenue in the city of Minneapolis pledging to pay one hundred and fifty from hospitality tax revenue. So just stop, man. These people. You you know you know what they say sometimes. You got to You got to give something to, to get something, right? You know how you look at trades and you you you. I can't give you two bums off my bench and think I'm going to get Kevin Durant. Sometimes you just got to put it up, man. You got to spend money. You got to spend. You got to put it up. You, you got to spend I, money to you make know money. What? I'm going to tell you this right now. I got a brand new one and I haven't worn it because um, it's still in the box. I got a brand new Louis Vuitton wallet. I'm Ooh. sorry, Chris. You're not going to trade me um, your $20 bill for my wallet because the, the wallet's worth a lot more. Than I was going to say, I need that $20 bill right now anyway, so that's okay. Man. I just, I just, I see what you're saying. And look, we've heard that sentiment. And this is not the only sentiment uh, or place here in, in or state Minnesota where you hear that. You hear that a lot of different places. People upset right now in Kansas City because you know what's about to happen? Kauffman Stadium, the Royals are going down to KC. Yep. They're going, I mean, they're, they're going to downtown. No, KC, downtown. To yep. Yep. They're, they're going, they're going to KC Mo. And people in Kansas City are upset. They're like, what? Because cause they're nostalgic, they're they're old school, they want Kaufman, they want the... Sorry, the new owner, Mr. Sherman, no, stadium's going downtown. The Kansas City Royals eventually are going to be in downtown Kansas City. And Royals fans have to wrap their head around that. It, it, it Times is, are changing, yeah. man. It, it, it is weird to think, because you worked in Kansas City. I'm extremely familiar with, you know, the, the, the K and, and that stretch of, you know, living in Columbia, Missouri for several years. It is weird, but yeah, at the end of the day, you've got to look to the future and figure out how can you continue to make yourself a player because I don't feel like Minneapolis wants to be an afterthought when it comes to some of these events because there is so much economic development that is attached to these, and it's some of it that we're never going to see. I might not never see any of it personally, but you know what? That's okay because if the state benefits and you know people around here benefit and it leads to a healthier and vibrant and more of a, a full downtown or a full Minneapolis-St. Paul, I'm all for it. Let's do whatever we can. Yep. All right. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Uh clearly we're not doing a scoreboard this segment. We will do the scoreboard a little bit later in the show. We will just push that, uh, because clearly we'll be able to get more scores in, more final scores a little bit later in the show because we'll do it uh before we're done here at nine o'clock. Uh top of the hour, we're gonna have Paul Douglas. He's gonna talk to us about the current state of the weather, because we're all fixated on the weather uh this evening into tomorrow, into Friday. But this is what I want, okay, after we um, get a quick look at weather from Paul, and then we'll talk to him um, uh, on an extended version at 8.05. What I want right now at 651-461-9226 is that I want people that were in the midst or lived um, through the 1991 Halloween blizzard. I'd love to, to speak with some people and get your remembrances of that. And the reason why is because, I was in my freshman year at Morehouse College. That was our homecoming weekend. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, far away from Minnesota. But you know what? I keep hearing and hearing and hearing about that legendary snowstorm. 
I even heard immediately that weekend about the snowstorm from my high school friends that drove down for my homecoming weekend. But what do you remember of that 1991 blizzard? 651-461-9226. Paint the picture for me. Your guy, H. Lake, will do that next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. And like I mentioned right before the uh, the break there, my freshman year, Morehouse College, we had our homecoming. And, you know, as a freshman on campus, you're super hyped about homecoming. You're ready to just, you know, hang out with uh, with it, basically everybody in the city, right? Not just on our campus, but Spelman College and uh, Clark Atlanta, Morris Brown, Georgia Tech, Georgia State. But I had a group of friends from high school that said, hey, we want to come down and hang out during uh, during your homecoming, right? Um, and I, I got to be honest, there was a little bit of I got homesick a little bit during the first semester um, of of being away from home, not to the point where I wanted to come back home. Let's get let's get that let's make that clear. But I did um, I was looking forward to my friends coming down. Well, my friends were a little bit delayed in making it down uh, to Atlanta, and they were driving because of how significant that storm was. But my question is this. Because we've been hearing about this storm this week, and we've been hearing about it since last week, okay, that this was going to be a big-time storm. Uh, we, we know about all the um, the information coming out from the airlines the last couple of days, trying to get people to travel, um, change their travel plans, uh, talking about reimbursements and, 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 and getting extensions and credit and stuff like that. Whatever. So we, we, we see what is coming here tonight into tomorrow into Friday. But I never was a part of the 1991 Halloween blizzard. So I'd love to hear from a few of you that lived through it, that dealt with it firsthand. What do you remember? And I've seen images now of some of the streets. Oh, boy. But I know you guys actually dealt with it firsthand. I did not because I was a freshman rocking out in Atlanta, Georgia. 651-461-9226. We'll start with Josh in Shakopee. What's up, Josh? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, Josh. So take me back, man. 1991 Halloween blizzard. Okay. Well, what I, what I remember is is uh, I was working out in Maple Grove back at that time, and uh, it started snowing while we were working. So we had to take we had to find our best way home, and I just remember taking the bus. I grew up on the buses in Minneapolis, you know, the big red, we called it back then. All the buses were red. And so mm-hmm. I, never, I never saw a buses that packed. I'm talking about wow. it was like New York rush hour time. All the buses. And people didn't. Well, about what, about, the buses about what time? About what time, Josh? 435. 430 is about 7. 435. 430. Okay. It's about 8. It took longer to get home because people drove. People were into the buses, except unless you live in the city. So people were using the buses like crazy. And um, there was no light rail. It was just packed. Mm. But if, for, yeah. some reason, for some reason, for some reason, you know, just like some of the things that are happening now with folks, like myself, living out in Chocopy, people were interacting with people who they didn't really interact with ever during the course of a year unless they went to a sporting event 
I mean, you had people who were just driving all the time, so they're now on a city bus with people from the city. It was really a strange. You could you, you could tell some folks weren't used to it, uncomfortable, and some people were just like, "Hey, man, just another day. We were gonna get through it." And um, but 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 what I also saw was just a lot of folks were uh, helpful for to each other. Mankind really stepped up for uh, the Twin Cities folks. People were in ditches. I mean. There were no really solid, uh, there were no cell phones. There were no technology so you can call somebody. If you were stuck in the middle of the freeway, you were stuck in the middle of the freeway. Then you were, hope yeah, then you, yeah, then you were in really, really bad shape. Hey, thanks for the phone call from Josh and Shakopee. Yeah, that, yeah, I didn't think about that. Think about a time when, back in 1991, when you didn't have the cell phone stuff going on. I mean, think about that versus right now. Like, we saw what happened in Buffalo, New York, uh, Chris. That was crazy. Like, like people died during that. And, and just yeah. to be, just to be clear, guys, I looked up some stuff about that, um, about that storm and it really, it blew me away. Um, which I'll get to here in a second because it, it's kind of scary stuff. But before we do that, uh, let's take a phone call from Bill, um, who's, uh, who's calling us tonight. What's up, Bill? H. Lake, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you, sir? Good, good, doing well. I was talking to your programmer, and uh, I'm sitting on the 29th floor in my condominium looking out the window at uh, downtown Minneapolis, and it's amazing to look at the snow and see what's going on and check out the the new uh, Four Seasons Hotel and, and U.S. Bank Stadium and the Stone Arch Bridge and everything else with the snow coming down. It's beautiful. So we have I, to enjoy I know. It. So, so, so let, let me ask you this. Do you remember anything from the 1991 storm? Absolutely. What happened there, which uh, might be just, you know, unique to me, but um, my wife and I had just built a brand new house. And, of course, the kids were all excited about they're going to go trick-or-treating and everything else. And uh, (laughs) we bought all kinds of candy. We bought bags and bags of candy because we're in a brand new house and we got to know some of the neighbors and all the kids are going to come around and everything else. And the snow hits. And the next thing we know nobody nobody's coming to the door and finally just you know a couple kids came and we literally gave them full bags of candy said here take the entire bag you know we're dropping these full-size bags of candy in in their pillowcases and uh and and so we had i think 12 trick-or-treaters the entire night and that was the big deal all the kids were so disappointed because nobody could trick-or-treat too much snow Man, that is that's something else. That that really is something else. And um so so let me ask you one final question. So you're 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 hunkered down right now. Hunker down is is that's not the greatest description cuz you're on the 29th floor of your condo. Uh 29th floor condo downtown Minneapolis. You're looking outside, but the storm is about to really get get revved up. And we're going to talk to Paul Douglas at the top of the hour. Have has your mindset the last couple of days been just go shopping once and then we'll hunker down for two or three days and come out of this thing and, and all is right. Or are you kind of like conducting business as usual? Cause it's kind of hard to conduct uh, business as usual when a lot of places are kind of shutting down early. And that's true. You know, I've got, I've got a little bit of food and everything else, but I've got a nine o'clock meeting in person tomorrow morning at my business. And, uh, wow. you know, 
yeah, that's okay. You know that. That's and, and, uh, I, I, the reason why the, the reason why I asked that bill is because even tonight I got I got uh, email messages from certain um, stores that said no we're not open tomorrow or like Lifetime Fitness I'm getting all these Lifetime Fitness ones saying that they're because of the inclement weather we're shutting down early tonight and we may reopen tomorrow but we'll evaluate it so I was kind of wondering how you were going to play this. Yeah, well, my business, uh, the business that I happen to be in, we never close and we can't stop. And so, you know, I, I've got indoor parking and, um, and as long as I, my theory is this, if the snowplow can make it, I can make it. So he might ask, yep. have to go first, but, uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, <laughs> you deal with it. It's, and maybe it'll be worse yeah. than anticipated. Maybe it'll be more difficult. And if you don't have to, you shouldn't drive, but, I kind of have to drive. I, I have to have, uh, there's, there's business that has to keep going. And so, you know, you do what you have to do when you, when you have to do it. Yep. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Bill. I appreciate it. Be safe out there tomorrow. All right. All right uh, Bill good, checking good in. Care. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, hey we'll do this, Chris, uh, cause I want to uh, respond to a couple of different text messages, um, and a couple of different tweets. Uh, we'll do headlines here probably to close out the show, but I would definitely want to get to and address because uh, this is a hot-button topic with regards to the weather, and we're going to talk to meteorologist Paul Douglas at the top. But let me get to a couple of these messages on the other side of a break here on The Lake Show. All right, what do you remember? 1991, that Halloween blizzard, 651-461-9226. I got some tweets coming at me. I know that we've got some texts. Chris, why don't you hit me with the, uh, the couple of texts there first? All right, uh, let's get to it from the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Uh, someone here, I was in Maplewood during that Halloween snowstorm. Seemed like we got 14 inches in six hours of time. And uh, another one uh, sitting at uh, Figlio's in Uptown in deep conversation with a friend who was having a, pers- yep, who, uh, was hey. having a personal crisis. It just kept snowing and snowing and snowing. All right, let me get to a few of these tweets. Kirk. He has responded. He says, I was a freshman at University of Minnesota Morris. We had about two inches of snow out there. Just two? Wow, that's crazy. Um, Paul, um, he says, stuck at the U for two days. Highways were ice covered with ice potholes for weeks. This one from, um, from Coach Soda. Can't call in, but senior at Concordia College, Moorhead, uh, drove down from Moorhead to go to the North Stars game at the Bet Center. During the storm, four-hour drive took six to seven hours. My Honda Civic was completely buried by the time the game ended. Uh, this one from Jay. I got my driver's license that day. <laughs> uh, borrowed my mom's huge Pontiac station wagon. Lost control, took out a mailbox, and fled. Parked in silence until today. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We're getting to the bottom. We're playing... um. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, what's the name of the show on channel four? I think, or maybe it's 11, a CSI or whatever. Um, this one from, it says, uh, who is this one from? Oh, this one from Jay. I think 31 years later, the statute of limitations is up and I am now free. Oh, that's with regards to (laughs) the fact that he, he, he's been sitting on it. That he messed up the car. Yeah. 31 years. Oh my God. I I hope that feels good to get that off your chest now. Yeah, 
And there was something that you stated during the fact that we were talking to uh, to Bob about the uh, the Halloween portion of it. What, what were you going to say to the people? Oh, I, I well, I wasn't going to say it to them. I just put it on the sheet that I, I was in high school. I was like 16, and I was going to be one of those smart-alecky kids who was going to go out trick-or-treating as a 16-year-old because I thought it was cool. And then uh, then I realized that I could not go out. But I did have a, a couple of bags of candy at my disposal back at home. Uh, we did have uh, one more here that just came in. Uh, 1991 Blizzard was awful. My youngest was six months old. The younger two's uh, boots did not fit. Went trick-or-treating to like six houses. Oh, man. Yeah, I was about to kind of clown you. But you clowned yourself. You know damn well at 16 you shouldn't have been out trick-or-treating. So... Yeah, but I mean, at you sixteen, when you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out as a as an anxious teenager," and then you realize you, that you owned it. The older you get, you're like, "That's just stupid." And you and you got snowed in. I got, I deserved it. I'm yes, bad. I uh, that was karma for yes. me. All right, let's check with meteorologist Paul Douglas at the top of the hour. He's going to join us to get us an update on all things weather next year on the Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.